All right, welcome back to Terratinos. Uh, we're back. My name is Mike, and like always, I'm here with Angel No Shame Delion. <laughs> and the No Shame because we're going to be talking about three, or we each are going to pick three of our favorite guilty pleasures from the 80s and 90s. And like you said, we don't have any shame, maybe a little guilt, <laughs> but uh, but these are certainly pleasures. And I the the movies that I pick on on my list are kind of movies that I were much more familiar um, when I was a child uh, that I would watch them constantly. I haven't really kind of gone back to watch this, these, these movies, but I, I wanted to talk about them. Uh, I don't know how, how do you manage to compile your list, Angel? Yeah. Mine is like I, I was trying to say earlier, mine is a list of movies that I wouldn't freely admit to being fan, a fan of. Like, if people were talking about some of their favorite flicks or movies they watch all the time, these are movies I wouldn't bring up because I don't want to lose my status as somebody who who gives good recommendations. <laughs> but these are also movies that when I see that they're available, like the stream, or they're, I walk by a room and somebody's watching it, mm -hmm. I have to sit down and watch them. It's not like I want to, I have to. Yeah, it's so funny because we, you know, now that I have, like, quote unquote cut the cords for like like the last what five years or so so i only stream movies and television shows you kind of lose that live aspect of watching television and that's where i would you know commonly uh watch these kind of repeats and i don't do that anymore how do you like repeat an old movie that you saw no no that my thing is like all of a sudden i'll i'll throw on amazon prime mm. and it'll have like new you know new to prime right I'm like, oh shit. And I'm like, I like just throw a bunch into my, my queue or my list. But like, uh, once in a very blue moon, dude, I'll be chilling and I'll be like, you know what? I need some blank, you know, like I need some Robocop in my life and I'll <laughs> throw on the first Robocop, you know what I mean? Something like that. But it's like, if I was sitting here and somebody mentioned like on my list, one of those movies or like, like, oh, my brother's constantly talking about whatever. And I'll be like, shit, I got to remember that. Like, mm. All of a sudden, I just have an urge. I need to watch that movie again. Uh, have you cut the cords? Oh, yeah, dude. Nobody can afford cable. <laughs> okay. Cable's like 300 bucks, 7,000 channels, and nothing to watch. I know. I had DirecTV, and I was paying like, yeah, like 150, maybe even close to 200, because each device was an extra fee. Yeah. They're paying us back for all those years of splitting <laughs> cable, yo. <laughs> So we I would pay for one, and then we split it to like nine rooms. The neighbor's house. We could split a coaxial like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I kind of I kind of miss the idea of watching live tele television. There's a couple of free apps out there that you could still kind of experience that. There's a Pluto TV, where it's basically a good live app, uh, <laughs> and I, you know sometimes I'll put that on and I'll watch an old movie. Actually, one of the movies. I rewatch is on the list and I'll, I'll, I'll reveal it what it is, but it's the reason why I probably put this on my list because I just rewatched it on Pluto TV. But, um, but dude, you got to think about it. Even there's streaming services right now, like Hulu, like Hulu plays shit that's on TV right now. Oh, yeah, so yeah. It, it could be something that's on eight o'clock on Tuesday. If you could wait till Wednesday, you know what I mean? You could just stream it. I just, some, I mean, I, it totally, totally killed. Um, what was that shit? TiVo? Yeah, TiVo. Remember or, how everybody needed TiVo to record stuff? <laughs> yeah, our DVR, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, and but I like the randomness of of 
cable TV. And I don't think people even care about that anymore. Like people just like on demand stuff. Like I'm in the feeling of this movie or this TV show. And let me see if it's available and that's it. You know, I don't know. And what, what I, it just kills commercials. Cause remember how we hated commercials? Yeah. <laughs> but now it's just everything waiting between things. Like they're not even buffering cause we're so fast now with the internet, but now we got to watch a little 10 second ad and, and it's funny because, okay, if you're getting something for a discount and they'll do the ads, but I think it's, um, I pay for Prime, right? You know, you, one of the things they give you is the Prime streaming service. Yeah. And they, you'll like click on the movie and it's got like an ad for some shit. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, it just starts. You have to like press enter again to skip it. We'll skip it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's not like they make you watch it, but it's just like. Really? I thought it was them pushing the button. You know what I mean? <laughs> I clicked play. What else do you need from me, man? These these are uh, first world problems. I <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, the only thing, what do what people watch live, though, dude? Oscars, maybe? Sports? Well, sports. Definitely sports. I think people, there's yeah. still their market for that. And I, I think that's probably the only reason why people watch live stuff. You know, before we kind of jump into our list, uh, let's talk a little bit about what we said about last episode, because we talked about Willow and how much, you know, you grew up watching it. You love it. You were watching the, the series and there was a, don't even say it, man. Don't even say it. <laughs> there was a, because of the popularity of this podcast, uh, the news came out that they, they canceled Willow. <laughs> they, they, they shit canned it as soon as they heard we liked it. <laughs> But I mean, uh, what's your feelings? Uh, did you finish the first season of Willow? You know, it's like like three, and I'm ah. You know what? I I know why they canceled it. It's it got worse. It, it's it, yeah. It did. I was. It's kind of fifty fifty. The storyline isn't really there, yeah. and then the nostalgia, nostalgia wore off. Maybe if they were faster episodes. Uh-huh. Uh yeah, but now hearing this, the the news that they cancel it, and although I think there maybe there's there's some hope. That they might bring it back, but I doubt it. Um, do you even are compelled to even finish the f- series? No, I'm not going to watch this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I hate that, dude. Once I find out it's canceled, right? Uh, nah. Yeah, I hate it. It's like there was this. There was a series on, I think, um, maybe AMC or one of those kind of channels. Um, it's called Reprisal. Did you ever hear about it? It's like it was like set in a like a weird futuristic uh, dystopia type of thing, but. People dressed like the sixties, okay. but they were like split into kind of different gangs and different groups. Yeah, Dude, yeah. If you can watch that show, it is amazing. It is so fucking good. That was a Hulu. And I was trying to get yeah, and I was trying to get everybody to watch it. And then boom, canceled. <laughs> and I was like, son of a bitch. Like and Did it leave on it a didn't cliffhanger? Even, yeah, well, there was definitely gonna be more, yeah. Uh, and they decided it I don't know what the, the official thing was, cost too much or whatever. It seems like this is the problem with a lot of the streaming stuff. As you know, streaming expands to different companies. A lot of these shows that had potential are getting canceled. Um, yeah, you don't take off like a rocket. Yeah, no, yeah. No. I should, we should also mention that uh, Ki Hui Kwan, who is the star of Everything Everywhere All at Once, he won an Oscar. Uh, so in our last episode, we talked about him and talked about uh, the Temple of Doom, our love for Temple of Doom. And I just wanted to get your thoughts of, of watching the Oscars and, and seeing so his. So it goes, we get, we get, we go one of two ways. We can get you up to the Oscar, <laughs> or we can get you instantly canceled. 
Oh, dude, I thought it was great. His acceptance speech made me cry. Yeah. It was so good. Like, when you see when you see someone like that who you can see all the work and effort and the love he had for of a, a lifetime, and you can see it in his face, dude, it gets to you, man. Also, the, the, the fact that Harrison Ford presented the, the Oscar. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. It was a full circle moment. And, you know, also in the Oscars, it was... It was that moment. Also, Jamie Lee Curtis, who you know we're big fans of, of her work too, and she got recognized. And... She was so good in that movie. <laughs> she really was. It was yeah. amazing. And it's so weird that she would get this for all of her bodies of work. That this would be the nod. And I, I don't know, man. And it was so funny because I tried to watch the movie with my wife, and she got maybe thirty minutes, and she was like, "I can't follow it." And I'm like, "I feel bad," but I'm like, "She just it's." It's not her kind of movie, but I knew I'd like it. Mm-hmm. And then I think she went to bed and I was up to like 2.30. And I was like, wow, that shit was amazing. Like, <laughs> it was like the first time I saw Deer Hunter. Oh, wow. It was like 2 in the... Yeah, like, I watched Deer Hunter. That's what, it was like crazy. 2 in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, but the thing was, when it was done, oh, I watched Deer Hunter. It took like forever. <laughs> yeah, but I turned it off. There was nothing else I could do that day that was going to be better. Yeah. But two in the afternoon, I just rolled over and fell asleep. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like today is done. There's nothing greater. And so when I watched that movie, that's the best movie I've seen in a while. Oh wow, wow, so good, dude, so good. I felt everybody, and it's so funny because they—I've seen all those people a hundred times, and if you, ah, I don't think they. I feel bad that they've always been in more martial arts movies Mm -hmm. because these guys can like, they can act like mofos, man. They are, they are so talented. You know what I mean? But they were so good in that movie, man. Uh Oh yeah. I remember watching everything everywhere all at once. And because I was a fan of Michelle Yeoh and I heard good things about it and (laughs) I was kind of like your wife. Uh, I was like, okay. And part of it, it was, was a lot of a lot of shit for the first thirty minutes, man. Yeah, like, wow. it, it was. It's a little wacky, and I I found I found myself falling asleep to it, right? And I fell asleep through chunks of the whole movie. And I go, let me take a pause, because even though I fall asleep through movies, that's not a that's not a representation of that the, the movie sucks. Unfortunately, I just I'm getting too old and I'm I'm falling I'm fi- I find myself falling asleep to a lot of movies nowadays. It used to be like oh this movie sucks. Now now it's like oh uh. so I didn't I was holding my uh, opinion on the of the movie. So I said let me rewatch it, and I it took a while, and then you know a couple of things happened in the you know I had this really profound effect of watching it because. In the interim of, of watching it, I, I uh, there was the, a school shooting, and I remember seeing the news footage of it, and just being kind of desensitized by the violence, and really kind of, uh, you know, you hear these stories, and parents and stuff, and I remember thinking, oh man, I, I'm not feeling anything while watching this news footage. And then I put, I put on the movie a couple of weeks later, and the, that's what the movie's kind of was saying, you know, it has this kind of like, it's it's this, it's... The theme is like it's it's like saying that you have to fight against this kind of emotional nihilism, and I think that was once I figured that's the whole idea of the movie, I was like, oh shit, this movie is fucking fantastic. 
even though it's so, you know, so crazy and so, you know, there's butt plugs and, you know, stupid gags and stuff like that and kung fu and stuff like that. It it was kind of really a profound movie and and, and, and such a, you know, great performance by Kiwi Kwan and, and Michelle Yeoh and everyone. Yeah, see, see, I loved it, but I don't think I found, I don't think I loved it for that exact reason. <laughs> like, like for me, it was kind of more like, you, it's like life is like a Rubik's cube, you know. You know what I mean? It's like there are different versions of you, but you still, you know, you still got to be your version. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, I love that aspect too. Yeah, I, I love the fact that Michelle Yao. I mean, because like it's you know it deals with the multiverse, and that is a kind of a convoluted kind of topic or subject matter. Yeah, but yeah, because I think they use the multiverse as the as the the back. Like the way to explain you any day, any time can have this aspect or this attitude. Like you, you know, you, you know what I mean? You're not typecast. You can be whatever you want to be whenever, wherever it's, but it's your role to play. You know what I mean? You can't sit there and expect everybody else to define you. You, you're, you, you know what I mean? You're your actor. You're. You know what I'm saying? Kind yeah, of? yeah, I it's think like, so. Yeah, I think, and what I really liked about the the main character about uh, what Michelle Yeoh is playing, she is playing someone who is hasn't really completed anything in her life or anything profound in her life, and I and I think that idea is like there's still time for it's still time for that character to to do something mean meaningful for her in her life. Yeah, I, and she's like middle aged. Yeah, and she's still worried about her, her what her dad says. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's like old, and she's so worried about her dad that she's not letting that generation inter interact with her the next generation. Yeah, yeah. She's like keeping them apart, and then if she just gets the hell, it's a, and that's the funny thing too is sometimes you got to get the hell out of your own way and let everything around you interact, and you're gonna find out that you didn't need to keep them apart, or you didn't need to be the referee. You know what I mean? That was a fucking great movie the fact that we're talking about these ideas for kind of what it's considered like kind of a wacky martial arts comedy just shows you that how how good the movie is but see i I think that's why it won so much yeah because if you don't watch it because it's a martial arts or watch it and that's all you got you didn't watch it right (laughs) and you know what i mean it tricks you and then you watch it and it's just it's kind of like it exfoliates your brain (laughs) You know what I mean? It's going to open a lot of different things that you didn't know were clogged. And then it's, it was a really great experience because I, I could have easily dismissed it after my first showing because, you know, I fell asleep through most of it and saying, ah, that's okay. Because I did get uh, pretty much the gist of the of the movie, even though I fell asleep through it. And But when I went back, and especially when I kind of gone through that experience of just feeling, oh, maybe I'm just dead inside after watching some of these horrible things that happened in real life on the news... And really, kind of feeling like, oh, this is speaking to me, and uh, maybe just a, uh, at a weird time in my life. And I just, I just got it. Just became a much deeper movie than it maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know if other people felt the same way, but uh, um, you know, it just felt like a little deeper movie than you would normally get from a action comedy. You're lucky that you did take that second look. Yeah, <laughs> and you had that time in between. Yeah, well, I, I knew. I mean, because people loved it. And, you know, there was a lot of buzz, and I, I didn't want to dismiss it. And so I wanted to uh, give it a second shot. And 
yeah, I was kind of after that. I was rooting rooting for it for to win the Oscar, and I was glad that it did. And and everyone yeah. won, you know, basically. Yeah, I think, and that was funny too because that movie after my wife was out of it, in I like, I think we watched half an hour and then we switched to something else, and then she went to bed. Mm-hmm. So I had to like wait an hour and a half, and I was into it. You know what I mean? So that's why I still ended up being till like two thirty before it was finally over. Well, that was our take on everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, wait, yeah. if we're gonna talk about things that are really good, um, let's pump or let's uh, what do you call it? Uh, promote something. Promote. Let's promote that show, Beef. Yeah, that's an, another great Asian American uh, series. And it recently was released to Netflix. I had a great time watching so it. Oh, good. Yes. Very well written. Very well acted. I mean, and it's so funny that it's, we're going to call it like an Asian American show. Mm-hmm. It would have been fine other characters, but because it was, I think, okay, I'm I'm tr- I'm going to try to walk the line of politically correctness. Okay. I think what it did too was it, it shattered a lot of stereotypes. Oh, definitely. About definitely. Yeah, like you know, like we're very docile, quiet, follow the rules, blah blah. Now, it's like maybe that's how Asian Americans were when they got here, but mm-hmm. now they're more American than American Asians. Mm-hmm. So they're crazy, just like regular <laughs> Americans. And that story, dude, the storyline is good. It gets better, and then it just goes insane. I liked it so much. I was reading a, a little bit about it. Someone was saying that it was kind of bucking the system or bucking the idea of the model minority, which is often uh, contributed to Asian Americans because yeah. they, you know, they're kind of considered like the the good, you know, the good immigrant. And this is the was minority saying, you want to move in, <laughs> right? And so this is saying like, no, they, these the same community are dealing with the same problems as a lot of people are, and I think that's why I kind of liked about it. I mean, that this is very much a a class consciousness, uh, uh, dark comedy where you're dealing with a, you know, Stephen Young, who is a, uh, a construction worker. He's dealing with his own problems, but he's almost like a construction hustler. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, you know, yeah. he's, he's, you know, he's trying to make it day, day by day. And he gets in the beef with a upper middle class, uh, business owner played by wonderfully played by, um, uh, uh, Ellie Wong. Yes. Ellie Wong. Right. And, Who's mostly known as a comedian. Her stand-up's hilarious, but she's raunchy as hell, dude. She's, she's so dirty. And she's fantastic in this. And so watch it for those two performances. I think it, it takes it takes extreme turns in, in some of these things that made me, you know, like out, physically out loud. I go, oh, shit. Oh, shit. They're doing this. Or they just did that. Yeah, they, they, they jump a lot of, they, they cross a lot of lines I didn't think they were going to do. And then you have your favorite characters pop out throughout the whole show. It's pretty good, man. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so uh, we t- highly recommend Beef, which is available now on Netflix. Yeah. Let's get into our guilty pleasures, our favorite guilty pleasures from the 80s and 90s. <laughs> Let me, uh, you want me to start it off? Um, <laughs> it is up to you, man. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start this off. I, this, cause, uh, this is much more guilty than pleasure, I guess. And I, like I was saying before that... Um, this was a movie that I would watch constant, constantly in my childhood because it would always be playing on TV. I haven't really gone back to watch it lately. I did watch it again last year just just because I had a, a whim. And watching it again, I'm going, okay, it's it's uh, it's okay. I mean, 
I, I like it. But if you haven't watched it in a long time, you're still going to classify it as a movie you love? Uh, well, definitely when I was a kid. Definitely when I was okay. a kid. Okay. But it is a guilty pleasure. I, I never really would admit this to anyone that I like this movie. In my head right now, I'm thinking like Emmanuel in space or something. You know what I mean? Something, <laughs> no, no, no. The no, crazy no. that kids should be watching. <laughs> no, no, no. It is a sequel to a, a famous movie. And everyone kind of shits on this one because it's Uh-oh. not as good as the first one. And I be, maybe because I've watched this first and then, I, and then I watched the original and maybe I have a much more deeper connection to this one. But everyone shits on this movie. And so... Uh, it's it's uh it's it's Greece two, <laughs> Greece two, a, a a very flawed musical comedy, but that I used to watch all the time on TV. Uh that that like I said, it's much more guilty than pleasure. I don't even know what to say, man. <laughs> but everyone should. Uh, there's so many things that could have been better. <laughs> It's a movie that I really, really, really enjoyed when I was a kid. It, it has mich- a young performance by Michelle or uh, um, Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Jesus, you were too young to be into Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, but I think I, you know, as as the, I, well, I certainly didn't know who she was until until maybe later in the nineties. Yeah. But I do like kind of the archetype of this 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 kind of you know gutsy woman. She's she's at this point she's always. I can't believe I'm talking about this movie, <laughs> but she's like the leader of the pink ladies at this moment, you know, and she's like already in a uh, uh, leather jackets and shit. And I can't, maybe I was, I was into that, I guess. Uh, the main star is this guy named Maxwell Caulfield, who is just only, uh, he's known for this movie. He did a couple things, but he's, he was, he appeared in the empire records for a brief second. He was like kind of the rock star guy who, uh, Liv Tyler wanted to bang. Remember that? In mm-hmm. Empire Records, I think it was Lev Tyler. Um, he yeah, she's in it, but I can't remember the guy. He yeah, he was like kind of older pop star who, who who was going to do an appearance at the Empire Records. He's kind of a, a nobody. He's he was someone who kind of appeared for a brief second in the '80s. I think he has a, a soap opera background. Uh, but there was something about the, his character. You know, he was like I think he was related to uh, Olivia Newton John's character Sandy in the first movie. I think that was they were cousins or something, and and he's the the main target or the main star of this movie, and he's a uh, English dude who is a foreign student, and he falls in love with Michelle Pfeiffer, but because she is already a rebel and he's like a nerd, he has to invent this alter ego where he he has he builds a motorcycle, and uh, he wears a helmet and puts goggles on, and he becomes almost like the superhero, and they call him the uh, the cool rider. Jesus Christ! I tell you, dude, it's not a bad movie. Dude. I liked it, and I, I and because I I saw this movie before the original Grease, and everyone loves Grease. It's a classic. John Travolta, you can't he can't do wrong. But I think I like Grease too more, and and it is something. I mean, everyone shits on Grease too, and I'm 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 here. I'm saying. There are fans of Grease too, and I'm one of them. <laughs> I bet you the conventions are never packed for the Grease Two revival. See, this makes me feel weird about my choices, man. Why? Because they're not as, as embarrassing Ooh. as embarrassing as this one. 
Yeah, no, it's the only embarrassing thing is how much I like them. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, yeah, I get, because eh. the thing is, the only thing you have to compare to Greece 2 to, Greece, sorry, Greece 2 2 <laughs> is Greece 1. Yeah. And Greece 1 was hugely cult. It's a phenomenon. Hugely. Yeah. It, it was a phenomenon and people, you know, people, they, they, that was their first experience with John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John and that music and maybe even that time and, and you know it was also the there the kind of the emergence of like kind of that rockabilly 50s style um yeah yeah i, I mean I, wait have you ever seen grease 2 yeah yeah and every time i watch it i remember why it's so shitted on <laughs> it's it's like it's like grease was taking a great long and you've been waiting like all day long your stomach hurts mm-hmm you take this beautiful shit. <laughs> Feels so good. And Grease 2 was like the little pebble that stuck. <laughs> and it's keeping you from enjoying the moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people who who are big fans of Grease want, you know, want to erase Grease 2 from existence. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying, I'm, I mean, I'm here to say that uh, don't, don't do that. Grease 2, uh, it has its merits and deserves a second shot. <laughs> I don't know, maybe not. <laughs> I did watch it recently. And, um, I don't know, man. I think there's, there's something to it. I like, I, I think the music is better. I don't know. Is that controversial to say? I, I like yeah. some of the music better than, than the original film. I mean, look, I think, I mean, I think the, the original soundtrack's what platinum. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't think the number, the numbers aren't on your side. <laughs> I mean, look, you know, the hand jive sequence in the original Greece, you know, that's hard to beat. Yeah. But there's some, some, you know, the cool rider sequence in this movie or, mm-hmm. you know, Michelle Pfeiffer has like her own dance sequence or whatever, uh, you know, you know, like, like who's that guy song or whatever it was, you know, I, I don't know. And maybe it's because I, I was, I was really fascinated by Michelle Pfeiffer and I just kind of well, like, you- <laughs> there's a superhero element to the movie because she, he becomes an alter ego and, I, and maybe that was appealing as a young boy. As I was gonna say, you shouldn't be able to relate to any of it. <laughs> no matter what but you know what's funny is that my wife wanted to kind of have something for her and my daughter to connect with mm-hmm. and they watched dirty dance antonio then they watched oh, yeah. greece my daughter loved it and then my daughter actually got excited one day she goes mom you know there's a greece too and then my, th- my wife told my daughter don't ever watch it if you don't want to take some of your love for greece one yeah like basically told her mm-hmm. that there's only a greece one i i'm saying that's bad parent parenting <laughs> Grease two, Grease two, it does exist and deserves to be watched. I don't know. I mean, I think, I think, like I was saying, I, I think because it's told through a male perspective, maybe that's why I was yeah. much more connected to it. But you got to remember, the song isn't the song is Grease is the word, not Grease two is the word. <laughs> Do you For like that reason. kind of uh, um, what's it called? A theory on Greece that that uh, John Travolta's character and, and uh, all, uh, Olivia Newton-John's character died in the beginning and the rest of it's a fever dream or... No. Nah. You ever heard of that theory? Uh-uh. The theory, and I don't, know, this, I don't know how much this is, you know... But when did they die? They died during the summer when they fell in love and they, they both died during the accident on the beach and they drowned. And so the rest of the movie is a... It's like a heaven... Uh, exploration of their love 
and at the and that really explains the end because it be, at the end they fly into heaven in that car. So basically, they're go, they're dying, and they finally get to heaven in the end of the movie. That's kind of the theory. Well, that's that. Uh, <laughs> I never heard that, but I I, I guess you can. That's way deep for that movie, dude. That, I think they went too far. People and people like that theory, yet they wanted to deny Greece Two exists ever existed. <laughs> I don't I don't know if they're the same people, but oh man! All right, so there you go, Greece Two. Uh, you know what? I'm going to play you one of my favorite sequences because you you deserve it. Here's a who who's that guy? <laughs> You heard that? You did you hear that clip? Okay. I didn't hear nothing. Oh, you didn't hear it? Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, there you go, right? There it goes. Like a man from outer space. Oh, shut up. It really doesn't matter that I haven't seen his face. We're gonna wrap those handlebars around that neck of his. The punk is gonna get it when we find out who he is. Everybody wants you and they don't know who you are. If you're a man of mystery, it really takes a while. There you go. Who's, who's that guy? There you go. <laughs> I wish we could go back to where I couldn't hear it. <laughs> That's horrible, man. <laughs> all right. Hey, man, I'm oh, I'm I'm, I'm, uh, I'm opening up the closet and I'm showing you all the bones in it. <laughs> hey, man, I got yeah. nothing to, uh, to be uh, ashamed. No, you, you do. You do. <laughs> and right, I was going to say Lorenzo Lamos, but that, he was in the first one, right? He was in the first one, yeah, yeah. yeah. They couldn't even bring him back. And you know what's funny? You're talking about this? Uh-huh. So that there's that show uh, that everybody got all hyped, hyped up about. I think it's about Paramount, the Pink Ladies or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, horrible show. <laughs> I, I didn't make it through like 20 minutes, man. Oh, there you go. I mean, maybe yeah. Grease 2 so, will rise up the ranks of Bob. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that Grease 2 is better than that show. It's a little redemption there. <laughs> all right, let's get to your first pick. See, I feel bad. Because, yeah, because I was doing mine too, like, like, my first pick is like I'm going backwards, you know. Okay. Like the last one I mentioned will be like my most embarrassing. Okay. Good. All right. Cool. Well, not most embarrassing. It's in my number one. But so my my least or my number three was gonna be, but so now I feel bad, man. No, no, good. I don't even know if it's '90s or not. It's okay, and I'm gonna go on record here because I've actually on air or whatever we call this. Yeah. <laughs> I have made fun of the of these movies. Oh, interesting! So a series I've, of movies, series of movies, and I've made fun of them, and I've made fun of the people that like them. <laughs> and, <laughs> You're self hating, whatever this is. <laughs> yeah, self loving, dude. It's yeah. oh god, and I don't even I don't think they even qualify. I think it was two thousands. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, you have to uh, we'll bend the rules a little bit here. It's the Twilight movies. Man. What the fuck are you talking about, dude? Ah, uh, shit! <laughs> you think you were giving me shit about Grease too? I know it, it hurts. <laughs> and I, I tell myself that like the last time I watched them was because my daughter got into them. But yeah. it was like, so she's like, "Oh, dad, I want to watch all of them." And I'm like, "Okay, this gives me an excuse to buy them." Fucking bought them, dude, on <laughs> Apple, just so we can always have them because they keep dropping them from different services. 
I've seen them almost 50 times each. Just because they were always on. My wife was watching, my kids were watching them. But seriously, it was me. It was me mostly watching them. And so, like, so, I was, I got angry when she, like, started the second one without me. And I made her, like, rewind it and restart it. And I, I'm going to pretend that I don't even know that there's, like, four. So I'm just going to say there's three movies. <laughs> and it's funny, too, because, uh, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't even like people that like them. Like, except for the, my sister-in-law, most people that are into these movies, I think they're jokes. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's pretty sad. Uh, and are no. you a fan, are you a family of uh, uh, uh who is her name Kristen yeah, Stewart? Not the, no, no, okay. I can't stand her, I, dude. Oh, and it's so sad because okay, I love Vampire Diaries too. The first show <laughs> and the first movie came out around the same time. I wanted to switch them because the girl in the TV show Vampire Diaries is so much better than Stewart. Okay, but like Kristen Stewart, she's always gonna cry. Like she's always looks like she's like got gas, and she's gonna cry, and uh, she's the worst actress I've ever seen. <laughs> like the worst. I cannot mm. believe the grace of God. This was like gave her this gift. You know what I mean? To make to be in this big of a franchise. Horrible. So what's the appeal to you then? I don't know. <laughs> Is it just because it's high school? It's they're falling in love for the first time or something. The first time I watched it, my wife made me watch it, and I was like, "Dude, this is some stupid shit." And I turn around, and it's like thirty minutes, and she's asleep. I'm fucking riveted. I cannot look away. He sparkles. Why? You know what I mean? You can't outrun him. You know, He's, everything about him invites you in. I'm, dude. I know all the lines to all the wow. movies. Wow, man. I watched them so many times. The only one I don't like is uh, Breaking Down Part 1. It's just like a porno. I, nothing. It doesn't advance the story enough for me, so I don't watch that one. <laughs> but I mean, oh. And then I, I'd make fun of everybody. Like, Wait, does I'd anyone know that you're a big se- you're a secret uh, Twilight fan there? My my wife will tell you. My daughter will tell you. Okay. But nobody else knows. <laughs> no one like did. my brother. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm assuming they're gonna eventually listen to this podcast in there. Yeah, dude, I doubt they're gonna listen. <laughs> we have a low enough fan base that I'm not worried. But yeah, I mean, I don't get posters and stuff, and um, I but you wish I watched. <laughs> you wish you could get a poster. I I made it so that the only movie playing when me and my wife showed up at a movie theater was I think the third one. Yeah, and that's why I got screwed over too because that was the one that was just like a porno. The breaking down part. What do you mean you you you? you mean- I didn't go to the movie theaters to watch them. Okay. Yeah, like I would have to wait till they come out because I I would I would see the people in line and like nah I can't be that you know what I mean like nah I don't it's not like people are gonna walk by and go hey you watch this too <laughs> all I would do is like nod to the wife like yeah she's gotta watch it. <laughs> Well, it, yeah, it's not it, like when it was my a, people. It was a big phenomenon, and mm. mostly a female-centric kind of demographic. But I, as, seemed... as you're telling me, this this is a revelation that you know men can like this franchise too. <laughs> but <laughs> I have no, I have no business liking this dude. I don't know. You, you, you maybe you're you're young at heart. You love true love. You're a sentimental guy. <laughs> Yeah, it's 
Like if if you had a questionnaire, and like oh wow, you it would know the trivia, like, you know all that trivia stuff too. Nah, <laughs> yeah, most of it. Okay, the only one. Okay, the only one that could beat me at trivia is my brother-in-law's or my sister-in-law because she read all the books. Okay, right. So right. this this chick is she's like phenomenal, but for the for the layman person that's seen it once or twice, I I'll destroy him. <laughs> Well, and yeah, and I, dude, I have I have no business, I have no right because of the way I treat them, and the movie, I have no right to enjoy it the way. I t- and so, are you t- Team Jacob or Team no, uh, uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Edward. Edward. No, <laughs> I'm actually I'm I'm a I'm a big Jasper fan, bro. Who the fuck is Jasper? <laughs> okay, Jasper's Alice's partner, and he actually grew up, like became a vampire during the Civil War. <laughs> Like he was like uh I don't know what you're talking about. He was like about. the youngest <laughs> lieutenant and he was traveling back cross country and he ran across some women uh that needed help. I and they helped him and they turned out to be vampires, so they bit him. And then he down south they used to have vampire armies, so he would train them for his like the vampire lady that was like his the one that said she loved him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So he in the movie, first one, he's the one that has the hardest time like controlling himself around blood. Oh, wow. Jasper. <laughs> Dude, and I think, uh, okay, that's a fool that was in Airbender. Avatar? That uh, Avatar, the last Airbender? That guy. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And I, I like uh, Emmett, too. He's cool. But, yeah, between the, the two think, main guys, uh, not a fan. I think I only saw the first movie. And I, I don't, to be fair, I, I think I liked it. It was fine. It was good enough. <laughs> it didn't come compel me to watch the rest of the franchise <laughs> you didn't have a like a, a, a 6x l custom shirt made no no was that the only one <laughs> uh that, that is fucking a great pick dude i uh, that would shit. not have fucking uh guessed that that is fucking hilarious you know it's, you know what's sad i didn't even write it down <laughs> i wrote down my other two ones i couldn't even Man. i couldn't even take that ink to Ink to paper. So, so you're saying that you, you, there's another one on, the, on this list that's more embarrassing than that? No, that was my last one. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, right. that was like because the other ones. Yeah, that would have been severity. That would have been the worst one. Like, that's the one I would deny till death. <laughs> okay, there you go. Yeah, you are. But I wanted since I didn't write it down, and I felt bad because of, of your pick. <laughs> I wanted to. Hey man, I think it's fucking awesome compared to yours. <laughs> yeah, but see, mine did huge in the box. Somebody liked mine. Yeah, that's nobody true. Nobody liked true. it. Yeah, yeah, no one likes uh, Greece like too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, uh, one man on an island over here. Exactly. <laughs> Gilligan just swam away too. <laughs> Fuck the boat. I can't be on here with the Greece lover. Right. I mean, the Greece two lover. <laughs> You yeah you you have the foundation of many uh, a whole fandom behind you saying that these are great yeah. films, <laughs> and it sucks, dude. Oh, but I I mean, you, and I, the only guys that watch it, dude, there's don't even compare me to those guys. Those guys are weird. <laughs> well, the thing is that you're such a huge fan of uh, werewolves, horror, real and, horror. Yeah, like you like you love the lycanthropes myth, the mythology. So, but so, I like realistic shit. So why would I like this? <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's 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 the thing that pleasantly me <laughs> that's great that's fantastic uh yeah i do oh yeah 
If you check my phone right now, there's a good chance that I have like three downloaded movies. And a new moon is one of them. Really? My bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dude, dude, the first time when Jacob does that face, <laughs> when what's his face is freaking, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, the other ending, the guy's just about to, he gets pushed and he's about to turn into a wolf and Jacob comes rubbing out and uh, Bella runs and then he jumps over her and he totally just shreds into the wolf. Boom, <laughs> dude. That was awesome. He phased on the fly, they said. But but you're not Team Jacob. No, no, no. I still, I yeah, it's, remember, dude, I have an issue with the full-formed wolf. That's true, that's true. I need I need a half. I need I need two. I need bipedal. Let me see. Let me see. I think this is it. <laughs> Can't even see that it got goosebumps, man. <laughs> All right, there you go. There's your pick. Your first pick. I didn't even see it, but I got goosebumps, dude. <laughs> That's great. Dude, that was awesome. You, you see? Okay, you watched it, or yeah, just yeah I'm watching it. Yeah, on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, do you see the part where the camera fell? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, that was a good day. Maybe it's not just the storyline. Maybe I like the DP. You know what I'm saying? I like the the way they did the film. That okay. I like the film. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, I like a, the location. You like the technique of, of of the making of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the brought a did a lot of new stuff. All right. Let me get to my second pick of uh, guilty pleasures. This was I, another one from the eighties. This was an, a, a, just very similar to Grease too. This is another movie that I watch constantly, and again because it was on TV constantly, and it has. You know, some of my favorites, uh, Dan Aykroyd, he's great in this. I don't know how well this ranks among, among his fans or people who kind of like these type of movies, but I don't really know the, like, kind of if, the, if this is good or bad, but I just, I, this is certainly a movie that I think bombed in the box office and it wasn't a big critical hit, but I loved it. It's Dr. Detroit. <laughs> it's a comedy uh, it's a movie where uh, Dan Aykroyd uh, is an English professor, and he uh, somehow gets caught up and becomes a pimp <laughs> for a, a network of girls. And uh, he puts up another one where he has a has an, uh, 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 a superhero like entity. He becomes Doctor Detroit to f- fend off the other pimps and gangsters in, in lo- a local Detroit. Um, okay, I gotta be honest. I I just threw this in IMDb because I thought you were making all this shit up. No, this this I've is never heard of this movie. This is oh, this is great. I you know I, I love this movie. But wait, he, this has got uh, Johnny Fever. Yes, he was the original. It's the original pimp. All right, so Howard Hesman is the original pimp. But he has a, a like a what's it called a a stable of women. Fran Drescher, <laughs> you know the great Fran Drescher. Donna Dixon from uh, Booze and Buddies, you know, so they're these beautiful women. Dude, I'm in. <laughs> and so, and Howard Hessman is the one who kind of makes up this Dr. Detroit alter ego. And he hires Dan Aykroyd 
to play him because he's get the other pimps and gangsters are trying to uh, move on his territory. And Dan Aykroyd puts on this character. He has a, a metal hand. He has a like a, a <laughs> he has a, a wig and he, has, he puts on an accent, you know, like some weird kind of accent. And he he becomes this character. And the Howard Hessman leaves town because he's I think he stole money from a local Chicago mob boss. And the women ask Dan Aykroyd to continue being Dr. Detroit, being, continue to be a pimp. And so he agrees because I don't really know why. <laughs> I just, and it's, it's, it's like a stupid, silly movie. And it's so funny because this is something I used to watch when I was eight. And, you know, they're dealing with pimps and, and hoes. And, and it's like like the criminal element. And I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I liked it. I liked it a lot. <laughs> you know, I want to say that you're insane, but what you explained seems amazing. <laughs> I just can't believe I've never heard of this movie. Oh, that's uh, maybe maybe you will like it. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's I don't know. It's so dated. It's, it's it does it is an '80s comedy, but you know, it's so funny because like back then in the '80s, there was you know a lot of things like like this idea, like Night Shift with with Michael Keaton and yeah, uh, yeah, that the whole like. This whole idea that they these normal guys trying to run a prostitute ring <laughs> that was something like in the air in the in the early eighties or something. Yeah, only difference is I've heard of those. And <laughs> <laughs> and the only thing that Doctor Detroit was kind of more kind of a cartoony level because it's such a weird character that Dan Aykroyd plays. And to this day, I think it has probably one of the best soundtracks or the well, theme song. It has it, the theme song is from Devo, or it, it's you know, and I think it still holds up as one of my favorite Devo songs. <laughs> Let me play it a little bit. I think that's the one, like one of the great Devo songs, and I'm a, you know, yeah. it, it's 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 so good. And then there was a, a cameo appearance of of James Brown. You got TK Carter's on the cast. I mean, there. I don't know. I don't know how much. I don't know what people think about this movie, but I I certainly love it. And you know, every time I watch it, I, I, I it takes me back to a certain time where I, I go, oh, I remember watching this on TV on my you know tube TV. Sunday mornings or Sunday afternoons, you know, because it would constantly play on TV. But yeah. Yeah, and you see what's funny is that I'm looking at the, I'm watching right now and they're playing trailers for it and stuff and clips. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is totally not my mom's kind of movie, which is pretty much the answer why I've never heard of it or oh, seen it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in this time, yeah, I, I had no control over the TV. <laughs> she liked horror movies. That's why I watched horror movies. Yeah. But yeah, she, nothing in this would have been. Yeah, her style. I don't know. How weird, man. I can't believe that just going back, I never heard of it. Yeah, well, I think it was one, one of his lesser, Dan Eckward's lesser known movies. It, it came right before Ghostbusters, and probably people just remember him from Ghostbusters or the Blues Brothers. 
you know, this was kind of almost a forgotten comedy, kind of a weird, you know, time <laughs> in America. But yeah, uh, I, I think I mostly remember it for the Debo song because it's such a great Debo song. And um, <laughs> it is a good song. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's get to your your second pick of guilty okay. pleasures. Okay. Uh, so for these two, they could actually be interchanged. But okay, I'm putting in my order. So the next one is uh uh they remade it. Okay, so you know how when you love a movie and they remake it, you don't want to like the remake. And it's either shitty as hell or really good. My movie, my second place movie, is the 1995 classic Judge Dredd. Oh, awesome. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But see, this is what I'm saying. Dude, it's not like a bad movie. It's just out. <laughs> like, people are like, oh, yeah, you know. Sometimes I watch The Revenant, and it makes me think about blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I go, yeah, the other day I was watching Judge Dredd. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> like in the circle yeah. of people, this wouldn't be the movie that, I don't know. Okay, fuck it. I, what, I don't have to defend my picks. But, well, I mean, maybe. I, I love, you know, the comic movies of the, of the 90s. There was something so they were more comic -y. yeah. Yeah, there was something very silly. Yeah, it's it, this is very similar to, like, say, Tank Girl. Or, or, you know, the mask at the time, it, you know, there was mm -hmm. something that's graphically appealing to it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> even the first Stallone. Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, that, that was a great point. You know, and yeah. Sylvester Stallone, we always thought he was going to be a superhero and he were, this was his shot to be like a real kind of dark superhero. I I, I love this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. The, uh, and it's funny. Okay. Because real quick on the remake, I love Carl Urban. And the movie is actually really good. Yeah, yeah. But it just it, they just use Judge Dredd. They could have used anything else. You know what I mean? It doesn't follow the first storyline at all. It's it's nothing familiar. But they should have just made him his own character. But so okay. So as long as we know, we're not talking about that one. So yeah, dude. And I don't know what it is. And my wife hates this movie. Like she can't stand when I'm watching it. Because <laughs> is she, she a fan of? Oh, was it Demolition Man? Uh, no, but that's also a movie that I like that I don't like telling people. Oh, really? Because I think yeah, it's like I think Demolition Man gets a lot more respect than Judge Dredd, but I think they're very similar in tone and style. Uh, yeah, and I think maybe because Sandy Sandra Bullock is in in Demolition Man and you know Wesley Snipes. Yeah, but it's Snipes. funny because they have a lot of uh, it's both got Sylvester and um, uh, shit, um, the little guy, R Rob Snyder. Uh, Rob Schneider, because <laughs> Rob Schneider is a demolition man. He works. He's one oh, of the cops. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean, it's uh, Judge Dredd from beginning to end is horribly awesome. <laughs> like that. Like uh, the the motorcycles of the future. It's just a bunch of plastic over a regular motorcycle, <laughs> dude. I fucking love it. And you know what they call it? The Lawmasters. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even come up with fucking like. A cool space age names, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I love it. Like, you know, like, you know, I'll patch it through to my lawmaster. And you know what I mean? It's like, get the, bring a patio. And it's just a car with, I don't know. I just love it. And it's the future, but there's still, everybody drives. But I don't know. And I love it, dude. Well, the thing is. Except uh, for, 
Yeah, but oh, sorry. Good, Except good. for the original scene, he flies in. You know what I mean? They they follow Rob Schneider being flown in, and he gets he's getting released from prison, and he's going by these beautiful apartments, and he goes, "Oh, like you know, I think it's like Heavenly Bay Apartments." It's like, no, that's not yours. And he's going to like some ghetto ass. But it's just like that's the only fly scene. You know what I mean? Like technology. Once they cut off from that, everything's like. But I do appreciate it's not like CGI. It's like they did put like crazy motorcycle parts on a like a regular motorcycle and like crazy plastic parts on a car. Well, to make it, it look like future-y. you know, in the science fiction films in the '90s were still kind of in the shadow of Blade Runner, so a lot of that aesthetic was borrowing heavily from Blade Runner, and I think that's what makes those movies so cool. I think that's why. Demo- Demolition Man was so cool about that. You know, there, there was a, a look to it. And to compare, like, Judge Dredd to the remake Dredd, you know, Dredd, and I like Dredd, too. I like the remake. and But that was such a, a smaller scale. It's just set in the building. And yeah. um, this, I think this was, Judge Dredd was an attempt to make it epic, make it, it has has an epic scope. Sure, the, hey. some, some of the dialogue was maybe cheesy and stuff, but I think that was all part of the 90s aesthetic or something. Um, but don't you think Dredd, copied a lot of raid the remake dread oh yeah 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 definitely definitely yeah they're, they're, like, they're yeah, like the just, same kind of movie yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah it's almost Ooh. the same except for one instead of being a badass martial arts guy he's not dread yeah. but uh <laughs> and, okay and it's so funny because if you said dude who's your top actors <laughs> stallone doesn't make close to the top you know what i mean but he's so good <laughs> in this movie you know what it is because you need his cheese yeah. you know what i mean it, it's needed in did this you, movie. Did you ever watch Samaritan? Yes, that was actually really good. I love that movie. Everyone I hates that. That, that could be on this good. list, too. I mean, uh, everyone no, I do. Yeah, those people are fucking full of shit. That was a good flick. That was a good movie. I, it's a superhero yeah. movie. It felt like, it really felt like a 90s comic book movie, and that's why I loved it so much. But he was very, his acting was great in that. Yeah, it was good. It was good. <laughs> yeah, and better than I thought he could do. There's, yeah, look. Samaritan has its flaws. There's like really bad CGI. You know, it's a movie that came out last year on Amazon Prime. Yeah, but it was made. Yeah, it wasn't like a big blockbuster, right? No, no. I think, and I think yeah, it got budget. bad reviews. And and you know, you know, fans of of what <laughs> fans of Marvel or DC uh, took you know took umbrage and and yeah. really just sh- shitted on it. I I thought it was like really cool Dude, 90s throwback. Good. Yeah, I, I had a fun time watching it, but th- yeah. that could probably make on this list as well. Um, okay, but dude, but, I mean, like, I stop what I'm doing when this is on. I just have to sit down and I have to watch it. And I love that the movie pokes fun at itself. Yeah, it, it's it's like yeah, like the like in the block war when he's getting shot at and everybody's hiding and he walks out. He's like, "What are you guys doing?" And they're like, "We're smart enough to get you know get out of the way." And he's like, "He's like you know." They're shooting forty millimeter whatever rounds. They're lethal at two fifty. You know we have no no. It, basically, they can't hurt you, and uh, like shit like that, dude. I just love it. And then it's like when he's over there and he's like side by side, and then the freaking pulls up another barrel. And they can shoot two people standing next to each other, man. <laughs> That's so awesome. And then, awesome. and then the best the best part though is because all these stupid movies. It's like when there's somebody in. All of a sudden, like, it's Clark Kent, and he takes off the glasses, and it's Superman. But 
nobody can tell the difference. You know what I mean? Uh. And then Rob Schneider sitting next to him when he gets arrested and stuff. And he hears him and then he puts his hand up to like cover the top part. Like when he would wear his uh, dread mask. So it's only like his like nose and down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all it took for him to realize mm-hmm. that was dread. Like just cover the top. Like holy shit, that's dread. <laughs> it's like, dude, I and, love that. And he had a um, he did a uh, impersonation of a sliced alone. Like I am the law. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that was so good, man. Yeah, yeah. Let me play huh? that. Let me play that. <laughs> really? That's kind of weird. What are the odds? Two wrongly convicted guys sitting right next to each other. You received a sentence the law required. Five years just for saving my own ass? That was a mistake. The law doesn't make mistakes. Really? Then how do you explain what happened to you? You can't. Can you? Great. Mr. I am the law. Can't. So maybe... This is some kind of typo. Maybe it's a glitch. Oh, man, that takes me back, dude. Dude, and then when they get they get taken up by the angel family or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's awesome. And then it's like, your new friends, they're cannibals. <laughs> dude, that's what it is. It's like, he sets his he sets his own one-liners up, you know what I mean? Oh, I forgot to tell you something about your new friends. Cannibals. Well, I mean, we also got to talk about Diane Lane, who's who's great in the movie. Armand San- uh, Sante, he's the main villain. He's great. He's yeah. a perfect uh, opposite of, of, of Sylvester Stallone. They make great kind of... Uh, the know, brothers. <laughs> yeah, they make great kind That's of right. opposite uh, team there. Yeah, man, I I love Judge Dredd. I know, you know, now with today's eyes and, te- you know, today's, you know, sophistication of, of technology and stuff that this kind of pales in comparison, but... For people who grew up on this movie, this this is a this was a fun one, and uh, I, yeah, I dude, when this was on, everybody would sit down. Yeah, man, like um, every kid, every boy, kid, male kid, loved this flick. <laughs> I do. You know, it's funny too. I tried to track down the original comic book. You know, uh, it's a uh, British. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know, dude. It's expensive to get that number one. The fun, yeah. The comic book is, yeah. They did some. Uh, they they brought it back in the nineties and. There was an artist uh, named uh, Simon Beasley who was fantastic, like a really great, fantastic artist, and I—that's how I knew the character by through his work. And uh, yeah, because they brought it, yeah, they brought it to the states. Yeah, and they—they they did some weird crossing, dude. Like it was, uh, uh Dread versus Predator. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It was, it was all Dark Horse weird... stuff. It was yeah, Dark, Dark Horse, exactly. Yeah, that was crazy. But yeah, dude, that's from beginning to end, dude. The robot, the I like the. Armando Asante's personal robot card. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dude, and the whole thing that the guns can't be used unless you're a judge. Oh. <laughs> the movie has so many great plots to it. There are great little nuances. It's way underrated. You know what we should, we should get them to do? Redo the Oscars. <laughs> we should, you know what I mean? Let's get some of these classics back out there. Let's vote for them. But that is my... That's my second guilty pleasure. All right, there you go. Yeah. Uh, final pick for me, and I, this could be two picks, but I'm gonna just pick this one. I got because I got two Denzel Washington picks. Ooh. And so, how could that be guilty? 
No, because I think when I'm, I, well, I explained the movie that he's in. <laughs> okay. Because okay. you, you, you forget that he has done a couple cheesy movies in the 90s. Oh, wait, you like, you like action. Oh, no. I was going <laughs> to throw out the Equalizer, dude. Oh, no, 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 no. Equalizer. Because you like action. Those yeah. are actually good. I like those. There's a couple movies in the 90s where it was, it was really kind of cheesy. And this probably, and I'll pick this one because this is probably the most recent one. I, I saw this maybe like a month ago on, uh, you know, one of the streaming sites. And I remember going, oh shit, this is good. But yeah, man, this is pretty out there and it's pretty, pretty <laughs> cheesy. It has that 90s cybernetic uh, or, you know, cyberpunk kind of aesthetic that looks, doesn't hold up, you know? So this is my final pick for, for Guilty Pledges from the 80s, 90s, and I guess a little bit of 2000s for <laughs> Twilight there. But my final pick is Virtuosity. Uh, a science fiction action film that stars Denzel Washington. It came out in 1995. It also features a young Russell Crowe as the main villain. And basically Denzel Washington plays a, uh, a cop who is chasing down a bomber or a terrorist bomber. And uh, he, that bomber becomes, you know, he blows up his family and on the, in the process uh Denzel Washington goes extreme and hunts him down shoots him down and in the in that process uh kills a couple of uh, stand uh standby you know uh, what's it called um uh, um i don't know saying um bystanders uh, yeah bystanders and uh gets because he kills these bystanders just these innocent people he gets thrown in jail and um, this is kind of set in, in the near future so vr is taking off and so they're making a VR. <laughs> this is so fucking complicated. So there's a VR's program. Uh, so they're 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 making an amalgam of of all serial killers, recent serial killers. And one of those serial killers was this guy that he tracked down. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Sid. The, no, yeah. The program was called Sid Six Point Seven, who which is the character that Russell Crowe plays. And so as a as a prisoner. He volunteers, he, or you know, he, he part, he's a part of this volunteer uh, project to to kind of help the the. Again, this is so complicated. So he becomes part of this uh, program where he he's he's fighting Sid in the virtual world, and Sid gets out uh, from the virtual reality into the real reality. He escapes and he's set free in Los Angeles, and so they allow. Uh, Denzel Washington's character out for a couple weeks, or actually maybe maybe forty eight hours or something like that, to catch him. And so it's a really cheesy cyber techno crime thriller that you you know you get this impression for a good reason that Denzel Washington is one of our best actors of our generation. <laughs> yet he is in he this kind that. of yeah. <laughs> yet he's in this fucking really cheesy B movie level science fiction thriller and he's Dude, great I thought you're gonna say ricochet or something uh, that was the other one that was the other one i was gonna say <laughs> ricochet was the other one ricochet was the other one but i think virtuosity is even more kind of cheesy that's more, way more, more obscure yeah more guilty <laughs> but i was yeah that virtuosity is the one i watched just recently and i go, just Man. looking at the cover sheet or the cover right here on imdb it's 100 percent you <laughs> i'm gonna have them make that into a t-shirt and also, Russell Russell Crowe was great. This is right before I I forgot it was him. Right before uh, L.A. Confidential, which would uh, you know takes his career to a new level. 
I think maybe this is right after Quick, Quick and the Dead, which, you know, I don't know. I, I love Quick and the Dead. Quick and Dead is fantastic. Damn it, that should have been my movie. <laughs> I watched that like twice a night. I know, me too. I watch it to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, I'll put it on because it, like, it doesn't have enough stuff to keep me. I've seen it so many times I go to sleep. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's on Netflix right now. So, dude, I've been watching it. Every oh day. yeah, 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 yeah. It's that's a great movie. And Russell, okay, so this good. is prime. So can... This is prime time Russell Crowe right here, and he he is having fun playing opposite Denzel Washington, and Denzel Washington is like doing his thing, man. He's great. <laughs> that is such a crazy pick, dude. <laughs> I would. If you didn't see it by chance, would that have gone on your list? Would you have Maybe, remembered that? I mean, if, if, I, if I was thinking about the 90s, see, those, this is certainly a movie that I loved. Oh, many, you know, I just kept kept watching it. Uh, and, and, you know, it's from the director of, of Lawnmower Man. And, yeah, yeah, I love Lawnmower Man. And, you know, you could put easily put Lawnmower Man on this list, too. Yeah. Uh, um, but it's, it has Which that kind did. of... But you did it. <laughs> But uh, virtuosity, virtuosity. I, I think because it's, I, I just wanted to point out that Denzel Washington, even though he has this esteemed career, he has appeared in a couple B movies, and he's not. Yeah, but there's no little roles, man. Oh, and he's fant- You know, he made this movie good. He's yeah, and that's why I think the movie works. And I think Russell Crowe was trying to box in a, in a sense, box in the same ring, and he's so great in it too. <laughs> but I remember watching it. Recently, I go, man, this is fucking cheesy. This is fucking. <laughs> but you, you know what you should do? You should get somebody like that on. Uh, you should get them for a. Um, just like a trivia question. I go, hey, if I told you that I was going to make a movie with Denzel Washington and Russell Crowe, <laughs> you'd think it would go straight to the Oscar. <laughs> you know? While I was filming it, I would be writing my acceptance speech, right? Well, there is one. Yeah. I should. I, I want to. Also point out that there was uh, Kelly Lynch is also in this movie. And oh yeah, Kelly Lynch is like kind of a '90s icon. Roadhouse, and baby. Roadhouse. Um, you know, a couple other things, but she's she's also great, great in it. <laughs> she plays the the criminal psychologist who kind of teams up with Denzel's watching his character. She kind of babysits him and then becomes part of the whole kind of thing. You know, the whole idea is just like trying to catch this killer, and and that's it. It's it's, it's fun. I would say. The VR stuff, the '90s VR looks looks pretty cheesy compared to what it, the, the not, yeah. yeah compared to what it is now, you know. So, um, uh, there you <laughs> go, man. That's so. That was my final pick of the li- of the last year. Yeah, I wish I could give you more back, dude. But I know my brother watched that movie a couple times, and I, I had to set through it, but I don't remember it too well. It's, it's, yeah, it's fine. That's <laughs> fine. Yeah. Uh, I remember Ricochet. <laughs> oh, Rick, well, let's talk, Ricochet's fucking <laughs> awesome too. I was I was thinking putting. Maybe a tie, but maybe I don't know, saving that for later, maybe. But Ricochet always weirded me out because it was like, like you know how the he gets uh, set up, so he gets drugged up, and then the <laughs> the hooker gives him what, STD or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like you gotta kind of be into it. <laughs> but then I'm like, ah. you know what I mean? It's like I don't know. But <laughs> okay. I actually don't really remember Ricochet that much, but I remember that part. <laughs> John Lithgow is the the main villain of that movie. Yeah. He get he. Well, what happens is Denzel Washington is a cop or a rookie cop. Kind of he catches John Lithgow, and John Lithgow gets sentenced a long term prison. And during that time, he comes up with this master plan to get his revenge on Denzel Washington. At this point in Washington's career, he becomes a public figure. He becomes like a, a district attorney. He becomes a big time deal. 
And so it, the whole idea is like to ruin his career, ruin his reputation, and also blame him for something. I can't remember. Uh, so the, he has, he's captured and hot, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's a little bit, it's funny because it c- comes out the same year as Cape Fear. It's Ooh. a little bit the same uh, thing. It's a little bit the same yeah, thing. N- where not just beating you, but destroying you. Yeah. yeah this where, everything away yeah, from where's you. the, where the criminal wants his, you know, has plotted his revenge is going to just tear his life apart. But this one, Ricochet, unlike Cape Fear, Ricochet has iced tea and iced tea is fucking <laughs> awesome in the movie. And there's a great moment in the, in the movie where, where I quote all the time, me and Rich, my brother, Rich, we, we quote this all the time. Like he, he, if he calls me or if I call him, I go, Hey, you got the power? Then bring your punk ass to the tower. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a direct line of what Ice T says in the movie. <laughs> That's uh, horrible. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that could have been my pick too. Maybe you know what? Uh, uh, there you go. Virtuosity tied, tied with uh, uh, Ricochet. Ricochet. <laughs> cool. All right. What was your uh, final pick of your guilty pleasures? Okay. Uh, number one. There we go. Let's do 1999's this. 1999's The 13th Warrior. Here we go. Awesome. Okay. You, you've seen it, right? I love this movie. Okay. I somehow, 10th grade, I read a book for the first time, but I read it like you're supposed to read. Not like, okay, hurry up, do the report or whatever. I read it and it was like played like a movie in my fucking head. And I, my world was changed because I only watched movies. I read books that, for school, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I never read books for leisure. So after this book, I was like, holy shit, I need to start reading. So I was, first thing I did was I started reading books by people that made movies. Because I'm like, dude, these movies kick ass. Books are going to kick ass, right? One of the first guys ever, Michael Crichton. Yep. Yep. Jurassic Park. So I, I love Vikings. Always have. I love Norse mythology, Greek, everything. So it's like, okay, a guy like wrote a fucking book about Vikings, 13th Warrior, read that book, fucking loved it. First book I ever read for fun. Like, read it front to back, loved it. Lent it to my brother, he loved it, lost it. <laughs> anyway, one day I'll get that book back. Dude, I watched this the day it came out in the theater. Oh, wow, man. That's how much I loved the book. I was very upset because, of course, books and movies, sometimes you can and can't do stuff. And I still loved, and it was so funny because my first thought of the movie wasn't how much I liked the movie was. There was nothing like the book, and I was mad. Because, I mean, it was like the book, but it wasn't enough. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And But it's just like they had to take certain certain liberties. Like, in the book, they were real real monsters but you couldn't do that in the movie oh, they wow. had they made them people yeah they were yeah. real like beasts and so anyway so I, then i was like i took maybe then it came out on video and i was like okay let me watch it again and i'm like dude you can't read a book and then hold it up to the book so i'm like okay now i'm just gonna watch to watch it and i watched it i'm like that was better you know i liked it better oh. then i watched it again <laughs> then i fucking bought it <laughs> VHS and all these different formats. Dude, I was literally watching it. Like, of all the movies I watched that my wife hates, this might be number one. Really? Hey, Mick! Yeah. Come here real quick. We're gonna... This I, I, cool. I, could, I, I would think that she would like this movie. No, no, no. She hates most of the stuff I watch. <laughs> but this will be... 
This will be a total cold call. I'm going to flip over my notepad. Okay, I need you on this podcast. This is a movie called Guilty Ple- This is a show it's called Guilty Pleasures. So it's stuff that we're embarrassed that we like. Now, of all the movies that I watch over and over and over that you hate. Oh, my God. Which is like the number one. Dog Soldiers. No, I watch oh, Dog Soldiers is a great movie, but this is something I watch all the time. What? No, you'll walk in on me and be like, oh, 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 oh uh, this Judge Dredd. <laughs> That's well, on the list. Judge Dredd is one of them. <laughs> uh, 13th Warrior with the Vikings and Antonio Banderas. Yeah. So well, Judge Dredd is the one you that. hate the most? That's not as bad as Judge Dredd. I can't even. Constant. I hate. <laughs> Yeah, oh, Judge Dredd. I hate Judge Dredd. Okay. Ask her about. It was one of them. Ask her about Grease 2, though. What do you think about Grease 2? That's on Mike's guilty pleasure. So we picked three movies. That's the one of the movies he enjoys and is embarrassed that he enjoys. Mm, Let's see. Like the one with Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, that's kind of bad, Mike. Sorry. <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> no, it's bueno. <laughs> no, no, it's bueno. All right. All I right. just, I wanted to call it because I thought you were going to say it was 13th Warrior. No, no, definitely just good. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> you hate a lot of the things that much. Most of the things. She's been drinking. <laughs> okay, uh, so it is 13th well, Warrior. Well, let me, let me just say something really quick because I think I remember... I mean, I knew you at the time when this is, you know, this came out in 1999. And I remember you talking about Eaters of the Dead. This? No, I don't know. I don't, I yeah, because think... the book's Eaters of the Dead, yeah. Yeah, but I remember you recommending Eaters of the Dead. I remember you talking about it. I remember you saying. Oh, so good, man. <laughs> you, were saying, you were talking about Valhalla. You were talking about, uh, you know, Norse Vikings mythology. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. that kick-started my Norse mythology thing, dude. And I think Like, was... I read everything on Norse mythology, like, insane I, I oh. think I think because of what you were saying, that's why I kind of knew that Thirteen Warrior was based on this book, and I knew it was a big deal. And uh, uh, but I didn't read the book, and um, but I had a good time watching it. I don't know if I saw it in theaters. Uh, definitely, saw I know Tony multiple... went with me, mm. and it was at the no, no. I was gonna say it was that shitty theater we used to watch right by our house. Oh, that every Edwards? time I went, they stole. Yeah, the, every time I went, they would steal the speakers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a great movie. It's a great pick. Uh, I, it is you know it's considered a box office bomb. I think the yeah. the director is John McTiernan, who who directed Die Hard. But I think yeah, he did great movies. He did great movies, but I think some, there was something about the production of this that he kind of left the project, and Michael Crichton took over the editing process or something like that. And yeah, because you know, it has some it has some like co, it has directed oh, yeah, yeah, and that's it's like it was, John right? and yeah. Co Crichton. Yeah, yeah. So there were like kind of these production problems so when i ended up watching them i go oh uh, this is gonna be you know a bad movie but then i was like fuck this is fucking awesome you know (laughs) there's you know what it is too uh okay so if you if i were to pick my favorite movies probably this one if top five top ten wouldn't make it or if i was on a stranded island would make it Uh but when i think about this movie there is no bad parts to it which to me makes a movie outstanding. If there's no parts that I would fast forward through, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's it's hard to find a movie like that. Even great movies, mm-hmm. I like Bloodsport. I love Bloodsport, but I'll fast forward through a lot of the shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. and you ask me, I'm like, dude, I love Bloodsport. But 
This movie, there's nothing to fast forward through, man. Yeah, it's funny because like my brother Rich was just watching it the other day, like literally like two two weeks ago. I'm like, oh shit, I forgot about this movie. <laughs> this is great. This is, it, it's funny because we another quote that we used to say to each other was, uh, "Is there a cave?" No. <laughs> <laughs> or or uh, no, but uh, Antonio Banderas would say, you know, because he doesn't know, he doesn't quite know the language just yet, and he goes, "There's a thing where he goes." What the hell are you saying? <laughs> it was something stupid like that. What the hell are you saying? And I, every time, like, when I was younger, when my brother says something, I would go, what the hell are you saying? <laughs> he would do the same thing to me, you know? And it was just because of this movie. Uh, but, you know, there was some great, like, I remember the whole thing about, like, I'm too weak to hold the, the, the sword. And the guy goes, grow stronger. <laughs> grow stronger. <laughs> No, it's, yeah, it's, it's too heavy. I would never be able to wield it. Grow <laughs> stronger. And then he's like, man, and he's like, uh, uh, when he finally gets his sword done, he's like, if you die, can I have that sword? I want to give it to my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> when he finally has the guy make him the smaller sword. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So fun. Let me see. Look, look like that. Here. You'll need this. <clears throat> I cannot lift this. Grow stronger. That's so great, man. <laughs> and dude, and I like the part where, like, I like the fact that they didn't just make them speak the same language. Because oh. I hate that shit. Because yeah, they... in the beginning, remember, Omar Sharif is like the translator. Right. They do a thing, and where, then... they do a thing where the camera turns around and, you know, Antonio Banderas is picking up the language and they all of a sudden they turn, they, they, they start speaking English. It's a pretty good, you... pretty decent kind yeah. of transition. But but they don't just leave it at that. All of a sudden, um, they're joking, ragging on him, yeah. and then he's like, "At least I know who my mother or my mother was a pure woman, <laughs> yeah. you know, and at least I knew who my father was, he, like son of a whore or whatever." <laughs> and they're not just pissed like let's beat him up. The one guy grabs him and goes, "Where did you learn that language?" Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and then he's like, "I listen," but it was just <laughs> kind of like in a the movie they just wash it. Right. Right. And it's not a big deal. It is a big deal. You know what I mean? <laughs> you didn't speak their language and just by and they do a good job of doing like um a collage. You know, like so it's not like it was the next day. There was like a lot of time in between for him to learn the language. So they show like it's a collage of the trip. Uh-huh. And then like different nights around the the fire of him listening in and they would switch one or two words at a time. You know what I mean? Like it's their language and then all of a sudden like in the midst of their language, they say the word horse in English. Yeah, so yeah. it shows a, it's a good way of him picking up words here and there. I don't know, dude. I dig that part. I thought that part was advanced for this kind of a movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was It was easy to get away from the idea that they're speaking in, I don't know, Norse language. And, and yeah. you know, everyone just speaks English. And it, it, instead of going through the subtitles thing. Yeah, it was just a great transition thing that made, and- made sense. And especially since he was, um, his foolish, or he's actually like, you know, fell in love with the wrong woman. So they made him like a ambassador. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he's going to have to learn how to, you know, pick up on other languages, other yeah. cultures. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a great movie. And I, it's a great movie. Yeah, dude. And I, I dude, I loved everything about mm-hmm. it, dude. Like when, uh, the first scene where like he talks to Omar Sharif and he's like, there's a boat out there with a the kid there. And so he asked the guy. And he's like, well, they want to make sure that he is what he looks like. And he's like, he's like, what do you mean, what he is? 
He's been sitting out there for like two hours. You know what I mean? He's been standing there for two hours, of course. But they like they don't know if what they see is real. So it's like the whole it's like the customs thing too. I don't know, I dug it, dude. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing where they all spit in the same bowl that they wash their face with. Yeah, it's a it's an like, epic ugh. kind of Viking war drama. Uh it has a little bit of supernatural bent to it, and it's fucking awesome. Yeah. I, I'd rather prefer a dragon. <laughs> have you watched like say Vikings, the Vikings series? All of it. All of it. I just recently watched The Last Kingdom, the the feature film finale. Wait, did you watch the first four seasons? Yeah, yeah. I, I was a big fan of The Last Kingdom. Yeah, I don't think I think I need the last season. Okay. I think I don't. I didn't think season four was out. All right. So yeah. So they just released a feature finale. Yeah, the movie, The, the Seven Se- Kings. Seven Kings Must Die. It's it's great. It's a great way to end. End. end this. You, and you know what's funny? I always hated the ones with England uh-huh. until the Vikings came over because England had too many fucking people, dude. <laughs> too many kings, too many kingdoms. You know what I mean? It was too confusing. It's like, I don't want to watch some shit where I got to take notes, man. <laughs> but then I think what it is, I binged, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Game of Thrones? Yeah. yeah. And I got over that shit. I just, I, I put people to places. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. That, it was hard. They did a good job of, of trying, you know, locating people in their certain regions. I think what yeah. I liked about The Last Kingdom is like it centered on uh, Uhtred, Uhtred of Bidambar. And what's so great about his character, like he's an honorable guy and he has a code of honor. And usually those characters die in the first <laughs> season. It'll last too long. But in this, in this one, maybe what makes The Last Kingdom so special is like, they know this guy, you know, he, he survives and he has lasted uh, five seasons or whatever in a now a feature film. Yeah. And he, and, he, and he's not even trying to take advantage. Like in the yeah. first couple of seasons, he was just trying to, you know, get what is his and be done with it. He wasn't trying to lead and become anything. But did you see the, um, the other ones, um, with the, the, it's, I think it's one season. God, uh, it's Vikings. Bahala, is it with the the guy and his sister, the tall chick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. That, yeah, I no. I haven't really finished. I haven't finished Vikings. It's, it's okay, but dude, because uh, that one's great because the chick is so tall. Yeah, I seen her in an dude, interview. Yeah, the dude had to wear like the dude's like six two, and he had to wear mm-hmm. risers or something because she is so friggin' tall that it, like they didn't want him to be even sized. They wanted to make him bigger, and it's <laughs> like. Like the chick is just she's oh she's like a real Viking woman dude she's, <laughs> she's the shit man that was just like a that's a spinoff or something or a sequel to yeah. the Vikings uh, dude when Vikings came out dude I I had a I had a heart attack I fucking watched the shit out of that show I I lost it somewhere in England I honestly stopped watching it because of all the kings and <laughs> yeah, everybody but yeah dude uh, Ragnar Lothbrok I think I, yeah I'm just missing the last season. Yeah, and you know what's funny? When you're talking about the original Vikings on History Channel, right? Yeah, you saw that one, right? Yeah. There's a there's a TikTok I seen, and uh, you know how um, uh, Ragnar's kid, um, uh, Bjorn Ironside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that TikTok. Okay, he's he's talking talking to the lady, and she's like, "You look familiar." (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Dude, the best part was, was was your favorite character, and she's like, "Nah, Ragnar." Dude, it's true. Dude, that guy, it's true. It's that true. kid is good looking, bro. But she said it to his face. <laughs> no, the guy that played your dad. That's my guy right there. And he's in the show. I just started watching because of him. Um, 
that black cat have you heard of that black it's like a western oh no, no, no. it's like it's like called know that black hat or something it's crazy dude but uh, on the preview he's like in the west and he's like a bounty hunter and these guys are fighting and while he's talking to him he like puts this ramp down at the back of his wagon and everybody's like everybody stops like arguing and they look at him and they're like what is that for he goes it makes it easier for me to get your bodies up there <laughs> and everybody just good like looks freaked out dude <laughs> But he's got the whole crazy fucking Ragnar eyes, man. And dude, I love that guy, dude. I love him so much. <laughs> Sorry. But it's just a Viking thing, man. And I, maybe this is what started it with me for actual like movies and stuff. Yeah, 13 Warrior? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Because yeah. 13 Warrior was. Because like it my, has that aspect in it. Yeah. Yeah. 13 Warrior was like my really my first introduction of what, you know, Norse history, Norse Vikings and stuff like that. I think before that, I was really only in into maybe the fantasy element you know you were huh. we but talk- dude, you can see like a derivatives being like lord of the rings and stuff yeah definitely but yeah. these guys are just the kick-ass part of it you know what i mean the, yeah <laughs> what about revenge and fucking dying in battle and going to their heaven is a place where they could just fight all day and die again <laughs> oh they're, they're awesome people you're gonna i think you're gonna love uh last kingdom uh yeah i gotta watch that shit dude <laughs> the, the, the yeah. movie the movie because it's kind of like has a great ending uh do it it, it's and wait sorry what was the on 13th and so um it's so funny because 13th warrior love it i I was having a hard time between 13th warrior and congo okay (laughs) congo was also crying amy mad yeah amy (laughs) won't come so congo also read by Crichton. i read the book fucking phenomenal in oh. the book, in the book, it's the same thing with these these apes, the the killer apes, but they had been trained to use paddles, like boards, and they would kill people with boards. They would like beat you to death with like paddles. That's what they were taught to use weapons, basically. I I don't know, but it was so funny because I was like, shit, those are both books. Those are both Crichton books. For some reason, when it's on, I just watch it. Mm-hmm. I can't. Uh, it's there's something to his storylines, I guess. I don't know, man. Crichton, Crichton ruled the '90s, and and uh-huh. you know, although he was been in the business for so long, there's something about the '90s that everyone kind of just gravitated towards his stories. You know, because he's been there since the '70s. I mean, Westworld, the original Westworld, uh, the film that's like in the '70s, and that's based on his stories. And so, um, yeah, I, I mean. It, something about the 90s that clicked for him and he was you know we just we uh, he was the man you know like those were just like best sellers and yeah the reason i kind of knew that there was a valhalla you know you know like a how vikings heaven is a valhalla is because of eaters of the dead uh, and a whole kind of myth of that oh <laughs> when he's like uh when he's like uh i'll pray for you or i'll, pr- I'll pray for, i'll pray to all our gods for you there's only one guy. Don't get offended. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> uh, like at the end, uh, he just calls him Northman. <laughs> but I also like it, dude, when he's trying to explain his name. And he's like, "He wants to know your name, Eben Jihad Fahada. Eben. <laughs> That's it. They cut everything done. He's like, "No, Eben means son of <laughs> Eben." Oh, uh, and then we're just his little horse. <laughs> It's a dog is a war. It's a meal. Or... Jump. 
uh, everything. Uh, yeah, it's cool. a it's a it's a f- great movie. I don't, it's so strange. I don't know if what what's the the common consensus around that movie. Do, do people hate that movie? I I don't, I don't know. I just don't know that many people that have watched it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And it, the fact is that I I can't help myself. <laughs> that's that's the part too. The part is that I watch it all the time, and the part is that I have no control. Mm-hmm. Like if it's on at like if I don't like if my wife's like, hey, we gotta go get something from my brother's house. You know, go inside and say hi. And I go inside and I say hi, and it's like they're watching it. I'll be like, yeah, and I'll just like sit down, start watching it, and then mix like, okay, let's go. I'm like, no, 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 no. You know what I mean? Like if. Be like, you didn't want to come in. I go, yeah, 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 shush, shush, shush. yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I want to watch it now. <laughs> and I'm going to obsess. And then when we get home, I'm going to have to look for it. She's going to be pissed because she doesn't want to watch it. So that's another thing is that I, I have to. I have to watch. So that was it, man. That was it. That was a great a discussion of our guilty pleasures. I guess it gets a little bit more of an insight of our tastes and what, what we like. Uh, it has, yeah, it has... but don't, hide, don't hold them against us, but don't <laughs> not hold them against us. Uh... Really quick before we go, is there any kind of recent horror movies you've seen or uh, anything recently um, that you uh-huh. you want to recommend really quick before we go? Yeah, nothing, nothing real. Like if I see something good, scary, dude, I I text you, man. I don't wait for the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not holding anything back, bro. <laughs> uh, I recently saw a 1981 thriller called Road Games that I would recommend. It was it surprisingly was pretty decent it's a an australian production but it's a stars kind of two uh americans stacy keach and jamie lee curtis this Dude, is kind why of stacy keach popped in my head man <laughs> road games road games i swear to god were we just talking about stacy keach no no i don't know it's, but stacy keach is fucking awesome in this movie and the, the only reason i kind of wanted to watch it because jamie lee curtis just won an oscar and i'm like yeah, and I just saw this movie and it had Jamie Lee Curtis and, and I heard that it got kind of good reviews. There was like a cult following and it's kind of like the inverse of uh, Steven Spielberg's duel. You know, in that movie, it's a guy is, is hunted by or is targeted by a, a truck driver, a mysterious truck driver. Here, the truck driver is Stacy Keach and he is hunting down a vehicle or a driver who he thinks is a serial killer and he's on a long road set, it's set in Australia and it's like, yeah, very Hitchcockian. It's pretty decent. Surprisingly pretty good. And I never heard of the movie before until three weeks ago when I saw it. And I, I was just really surprised. So I would recommend that to you. If you kind of yeah. like, if you like that kind of Hitchcockian, you know, uh, mysterious thriller thing. But uh, yeah, and it's also a good performance by Jamie Lee Curtis. This is right before, yeah. I don't know, I guess it's right right before um, trading, trading places where she i think she became a breakout star in that one but this is after halloween so she was still in that kind of genre space the horror space she was stuck yeah yeah so it was really good i was surprised it's it's pretty decent and uh yeah stacy keach is awesome man (laughs) stacy keach is fucking awesome dude i fucking love stacy keach i think i think this is available on uh shutter or some streaming services is it's out there so the, yeah, that would uh, I would recommend that uh, just really quick. I mean, I just saw that yeah, recently. Put, we'll write that one down. Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna take a look. All right, my man. That was a good talk. Good discussion. <laughs> Our guilty pleasures. Oh, it's it's funny. Uh, well, sorry, I was looking up Jamie Lee Curtis right now, and uh, on the uh, you know how now on IMDb they'll put like a little montage of their work. Uh-huh. Or if you're looking up the actress, so what's playing right now is um, 
uh, everywhere, and it's got her with her her hot dog fingers or whatever. <laughs> I got that was such a good movie. Oh no, but yeah, no, dude. I hope the two or three people that listen to this don't change the way they feel about our opinion <laughs> just because of a couple of our guilty pleasures. <laughs> See, at least we understand that they're, we know that they're we're we are guilty. Yes, and we don't know why they're so pleasurable. <laughs> All right, that that will conclude this episode of of Tarantino's. Uh, thank you for listening to us. We'll be back soon. We're gonna try to make this at least. I want I want to try to make this it's podcast be every month. Yeah, there's definitely one every month. Maybe we're gonna try maybe two episodes a month. But yeah, like a like a like a real one and then one that flows more. Right, right. You know. Yeah. A, a, an episode where we kind of focus on one movie and then maybe another episode where we just kind of have a free farm discussion. Yeah. And we should do ones where we just talk shit on movies that everybody <laughs> likes. <laughs> where we'll take movies that everybody likes and we'll tell you why they're wrong. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so that's it. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back soon. Uh, take care, everyone. Bye, guys.